I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to Burf Barf! <laughs> every time, every time it's like Kool-Aid manning through a wall and then accidentally being in someone's living room and being like, uh, hi. I feel like I just let the moment take me away. Like, am I going to harmonize this time? Am I going to do no. the same note? I feel am like I'm... Am I going to take it off the to me, it's like you Kool-Aid manning through the wall and then me walking into the rubble of someone's living room and being like, hey, hey guys, I didn't mean... <laughs> you go first, so you're the one that, if anything, you're Kool-Aid manning. All right, all right. I'm Kool-Aid manning through the wall. Maybe we are drinking wine. That's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> what of it? What of it? Okay, so we have, I mean... We have potentially a, the best episode of your fucking life. We have a veritable shit ton to talk oh about. Oh my god. Uh, we are going to talk about our experience adventure racing this last weekend. Which just feels like a dream that I had as opposed to a real life thing that happened to me. Doesn't that feel like... I mean... It does. I feel like if I had to put together everything I ever wanted out of a race and put it into one day... And still, want, like, could walk afterwards and sleep without feeling like my legs were filled with bugs. Uh, you know that that post ultra creepy feeling. I do. However, I didn't get a slushy, so the race day wasn't it's all, I ever all for wanted. not. Bummer, so man. Not. I got everything I wanted, including pizza, beer, and pop tarts. So, oh, I I'm like yeah. loaded yeah, up, topped up completely. Uh, before we get to adventure race experience, we have other important things we need to get to, mm -hmm. which is. First off, a patron shout-outs. So, as we've mentioned before, when you become a patron, you get your name announced on the podcast, because every single one of you is, is so important near to us. Hopefully, it's like a us. tiny little Mario mushroom, where you're running, and you hear your own name, and you go, boop, 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 boop. I know that happens to me. Yeah, I mean, if someone says my name on podcast, I basically just shit my pants. <laughs> uh, we hope it's more inspirational for you than that. So, first up, Chase Smith. I hope we shit your pants. We, we hope, hope you, you shit, shit your, your pants. pants. <laughs> uh, Hopefully you're running in great seal listening to this at this very moment, shitting your pants. I feel like Chase Smith is the guy who, like... Who you, he's always at Great Seal with you, but you're always like chasing him digitally on Strava. He's always somewhere just ahead of you on Strava. And I I love actually that uh, he became a patron because I think Chase was my first virtual. I'm gonna be a creeper runner. Experience, oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, because I was following Chase on Strava because he was like one of the only people I knew at the time when I first ran Not Your Mama five years ago. Mm -hmm. That was regularly running yeah, at also Great Seal there. because mm -hmm. there wasn't very many people at Great Seal on a regular basis. No. And so one day we were running and we ran past each other and I literally stopped and was like, are you Chase Smith? I had never met him in my entire life. I'm so proud of I you. I only knew him via Strava and just proceeded to be a total creep. And That's very un-you. We've been uh, friends ever since, I guess, in the way that one that follows each other on Strava are friends. And we actually got to run with Chase uh, a while ago. Yeah, and, last summer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, welcome, Chase. Welcome, Chase. Uh, next up is Carla Graves. Sup, uh, Carla. Hi, Carla. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, Kara Quinn. Sup, sup. Thanks Kit for joining the team. Kit Hayes. Oh, yeah. Aww, sup, my girl. Hi, Kit. You are trail tough. I, we dig you. I, I, I love that Kit became a patron, Me too. too. I love every person who becomes a patron, but, uh, it was an honor to meet Kit at Shope. And yeah, yeah, fellow loper. Yeah. Uh, new friend. New friend. 
uh, from Adventure Racing. So uh, welcome to Mr. Levi Marriott. Woo woo! So we met him this last weekend and super chill he dude. He proceeded to listen to three episodes of us and apparently didn't hate us. He's a sweet hype man. <laughs> I'm I'm into his whole mood. I mean, we always talk about enthusiasm. This dude's got it in spades, so yeah. I really dig his vibration. Yeah, we were running next to him and his teammate early in the morning, and they just looked like they were out to have the time yeah, of their life. Yeah, they really did. And I they think really they did. did, so. And speaking of hype men, I'd like to give a shout-out to my number my number one hype man. The OG hype man. Uh, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I met my husband, Scott Hyatt. Thank Scott, you. Scott, we also hope you shit your pants. We definitely... Hope you shit your pants. I, I would love to welcome every new patron by saying we hope you shit <laughs> your pants. I think that's, that might stick. Uh, we have some shout-outs. It was a big, big race weekend here in yeah. the Midwest. And we don't normally do, like, all of the race uh, updates, we'll say. I think that the Ridge Runners uh, YouTube videos actually do a better job of yeah. going through every race that's here locally and yeah. in the Midwest, which is awesome, and yeah. calling out the top people. But... It seemed too big of a coincidence that we had so many big races that people we love and care about went yeah. after this last weekend. Um, yeah, I'd like to say sup to one of, well, well, we'll call him more of a benefactor than a fan. Yeah. Because his microphone is powering uh, this podcast right, right now, now. And that is Sam Hartman, who ran Warhammer this past weekend. It was his first attempt at a hundo. He will be back, I guarantee it. A good showing. Uh uh, an auxiliary member of Burf Barf, mm -hmm. even though... I, we, we've never had her on. We've never had her on, which is crazy, because we have a whole episode about Morgan running Morgan Green. Twitter. But yes, She's Morgan Green. The OG Gritty Titty Committee she-beast. Uh, and Amy... Uh, Amy, I'm sorry, I still I don't know, don't know how, how to say, say your last, last name. name. Rizala. Rizala. Sorry, we're bad friends, but Amy we love is, you. Amy big, is big also love. an auxiliary Burf person, and I'm sorry, I, like, I feel like a shit now. I'm sorry, Amy. I care deeply about you. I do, too. My last name's just really easy to say. <laughs> so they they went and ran uh, Highland Sky this last weekend, which is a 40-mile in West Virginia. Super competitive like, field. So, and also, description of the course was thing from Morgan post-race was things like... Underwater what, scree. Underwater <laughs> baby heads. Yes. Like, what? No. No. So it sounded super gnarly, and uh, Morgan got after it, and Amy made all the cutoffs despite that F being yeah. a primary fear for her, which I understand We are so that proud of you. Yeah. Um, oh, we had a shitload of friends at Eagle Up this weekend. Everyone. So if you weren't at Warhammer or Highland Sky or Laurel Highland, you were at Eagle Up. Yes. Uh, so Eagle Up is a five-mile a five mile loop 24 hour timed event i actually would love to make that out make it out to that one year Me because too. there's something very satisfying in my brain of going five ten yeah 15, that would 20. be juicy so, also i really dig the race director who is a longtime fan and runner of 024 mm -hmm. and also one of those dudes who sleeps between the hour for the mug which mm -hmm. i appreciate that's good uh, but yeah beth shell an excellent performance getting ready for her uh yeti 100 run later Cannot wait this year. for you uh, and uh, just, I love a couple of tents mm, because Andy and I, especially at a timed event. So Mike and Bree Taylor, congratulations Excellent to both work. of you. So Amazing. Bree got uh, 50 mi got fifty miles and has a brand new shiny medal to show or for it. Or maybe 26.2. We looked at your Facebook and we can't tell which one you did, but whichever it was, the medal is gorgeous and we know that you put your whole heart into it. Uh, and Mike 
Congratulations on, on your, your first hundo. hundo. Kaboom. Yeah. Especially after Outrun. So Mike was going for his first hundred at Outrun. And oh, we, yeah. we all know the life of going oh for a hundred and failing at out, yes, Outrun. Um, so congrats to him to going back and doing it in a similar format. Yeah, dude, so. I failed at Outrun three times, so I feel you hard. <laughs> so wait, Also, just, Tim O'Keefe, as usual, a workhorse and a, a god amongst men. Yeah, so good job, Tim. Um, and last but certainly not least, uh, Midwest Classic Laurel Highlands, yep. which, check your ears, run by Mike Taylor. <laughs> the other Mike Taylor. Oh, the other Mike Taylor. Um, blonde as well, Mike Taylor. Yeah, Blonde Mike Taylor, as well as Scott Gayton and I'm sure other people. And a, a, I shouldn't say apologies, but there is every other local ultra runner ran one of those four races this yes. weekend. So, so if we missed you, we love you. Yeah, congrats to everybody on a big race weekend. So, including our own motherfucking adventure race. Ah, now that we're done with housekeeping, we like you guys, but not that much. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about us shitting our pants. Let's talk about us shitting our pants. Let's talk about shitting pants. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that shit pants. Let's talk about pants. I really wanted to say shit, but it didn't work. It worked way better with pants. Thanks for going with me. Wait, what are we talking about? No, just kidding. Well, let's start at the very beginning, uh, which is where we made goons of ourselves when we went to a packet pickup, and we certainly don't hold it against the amazing RDs, eh. that they definitely held our hands through this, because we walked up like, hi, what do we need to do? Yeah, and I, I even want to back up for half a second. Okay. So, Laura and I ended up being able to get out of Columbus a little bit earlier than we had anticipated, which was great, because if we had missed packet pickup on Friday... We wouldn't be able to get our maps and course info until Saturday morning, we which would have been, been insane. It would have been horrible. We would have been lost. It would have been horrible. Literally and figuratively. Um, but we had the worst traffic on the way out there and ended up getting there 15 minutes before the end of registration, registration. and packet pickup. And uh, as Lauren was saying, we got there and they held our hands like we were wee babies. They were like, this is a... QTMB. <laughs> no, it was more like this is a map. What is it? What was it? the plotter is called a, a UTM plotter. A UTM plotter. Mm-hmm. So we had to plot. We received some of the coordinates and had to Annie had to <laughs> plot those points on our map, and uh, they helped us through that. Very very cool. And we were like, you know, just learning as we went along. Yeah. And we had to ask things like, we knew what uh, CP was from doing row gains and orienteering, but we had to ask, like, on the map what TA1 meant. And they were like, it's a, it's a transition, transition area. area which It's where you get your tits and ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tits and ass one, two <laughs> pairs of tits and ass, three pairs of tits and ass. It's where you ass. strap your ass back on and your tits back in <laughs> at regular intervals. I could have used that. Same. So we, we asked them a lot of questions, and... Uh, they did a really good job of not laughing giving us. us information while also not being patronizing. True. So Annie went to the car to the take all of our registration packets back and was like, we were walking and she was like, just go back and ask for a second map because we we're so accustomed to orienteering even a two-man team with two maps. And mm-hmm. she'll be like, I think it's three reentrance south. And I'll be like, mm-hmm, good, let's and go. And honestly, I've never thought too much about that because... I mean, you and I initially got started in orienteering to mm-hmm. get better for, like, ultras and different, like, off-trail events that we've done outside of that. So it's always been about both of us in- improving our yes. navigation skills. Yes. So, like, yes. somewhere along the way, we've just we've just gotten to be where, like, we're both trying to navigate 
and learn how to navigate better. Well, you can't do that at this race. So I went back into the registration table and I was like, I didn't even say, is this a dumb question? I was like, can I have a map? And they all were like, no, <laughs> no. I was like, so just one map. And they were like, yes, <laughs> yes, one map. And the very, the younger woman who was working registration was like, oh, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Which, uh, like, really? Uh, I had, I think I had thought, like, maybe that it would not be a customary ask to ask for another map. But they, they would be like, in, no, it's no, not I thought allowed. they would be like, oh, yeah, I guess if you want one. Nope. No. Not, not allowed. So, what we didn't know, which we are learning, which we... I know, Laura, you told us so many things. Yes, you did. It's not like we didn't believe you, it's just that we had to learn them ourselves, which is that one person orienteers, and the rest of the people are just workhorses that go with you, or or have other skills, but uh, all the dumb things that I thought seemed insane seem totally reasonable now, like... I'm sorry, I'm gonna kill a bug. Nope, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Uh... Like lashing someone, which we told you in the podcast before, lashing someone to the back of your mountain bike with a bungee cord and a PVC pipe. Now, that seems... Go catch. (laughs) (laughs) You belong to my friend Link. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, okay. So, yes, having one navigator. Right, and when we saw cutting boards on people's handlebars the next morning to, to view their map while riding it was like oh yeah somebody tows you while you read uh-huh which now in retrospect which we'll get to later makes sense makes sense makes sense also holding on to the pack of someone ahead of you so you can read the map while running we saw that work although we have we are we have feet too big to play that game yeah i yeah, there's something with the yeah. That's We're, something we, we can't, can't do, do that with yet. just our current setup. No, we would. we have all kinds of rope and PVC and bungee things coming. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna be fully like lashed like two space babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So so we got the map. We got laughed at. Headed back. <laughs> kindly, kindly laughed. Set up at. camp. Accidentally talked about a bunch of. Uh, inappropriate stuff inappropriate in a tent, which is how it tent. always goes. You Everybody always forget that a tent is not a house. It's not. It it does not dampen sound. If anything, it it amplifies it, and you always feel like you're in a place with walls. And instead, you're just talking about you not knowing what the hell you're doing while an experienced adventure racer is right next to you <laughs> in their own tent. Yeah, that a, is a also much, does not soundproof. Seventy five years old. Annie said, and I think it's true that as soon as we stop talking about all of the horrible things we were talking about, that he actually, we could hear him just go, (sighs) (laughs) I think he was relieved to finally go to sleep. Because we didn't end up going to bed until... Mm, 10.40. 11? I was going to say 11. 10.40 or 11. Um, Because we had, uh, one of the things that's unique about an adventure race is you don't know like how much time you're going to spend doing one thing or another or the order in which you're going to do it. So things like... I would have guessed so wrong. Me too. So things like, uh, are we going to be starting on the bike or starting on foot makes a difference. Well, we had the list, didn't we? Not beforehand. We didn't... I'm saying like we didn't know 
we didn't know until we got our map at check-in yes. what part was going to go first. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, sure. we couldn't have packed our packs beforehand. No, we could not have. Um, or laid out, I mean, or laid out our clothes the way we had intended to because we're so, we're so uh, naive. Once again, Laura, the outfit that you told us to wear is the outfit we should have worn. So. We are sorry. So we were both like, yeah, yeah, do a, whatever Laura recommended we should do. Wear a thin triathlon short with a thin chamois in it with tights over top. We don't want to be in triathlon shorts all day. We're going to change into our bike shorts for the the bulk of the bike section. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to do what Laura says, even though she's been adventure racing for 12 years and gone to nationals nine <laughs> times. <laughs> la, 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 not listening. Yeah, yeah. Not listening. What a bunch of assholes oh we are. God. Anyways, so we had laid out like our change into bike outfits and had our ripped clothes that right, we were going to wear straight through that. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We never changed into our bike shorts because we were like, no, if I had touched it. my pants at any time in this day, I would have gotten poison ivy in my eyes. Oh, I had fully planned on not touching my pants. My thing about not taking my pants on or off or changing them was like, it was like wet jeans. All oh, my clothes felt like wet anyway. jeans. Yeah, that was terrible. Well, that's because you're always putting on jeans. I know, after, I'm an ass. Yeah. Uh, so, first thing in the morning, uh, we accidentally wake up at 5.40 instead of our alarm that went off at 6 because, I don't know. It was know, light out and a lot of people were out light. and about talking. So I rolled over and Annie was taking off her sleep mask and I was too and I was like, you know, I want to fucking get up. Let's fucking get up. And then we look outside the tent and, and everyone have a little is, bit of moment of like, wait, why wait. is everyone ready? Everyone's like, in their everyone's gear. Everyone's in their gear, like Tuning riding up their, their bikes. bikes. Like, I, like just, just putting warming up. On the bike. I, I saw people warming, warming up, up and I was like, uh, okay. Uh, oh, it's 5.40. What did we do wrong? I'm a big pre-race futzer, so I'm usually the person oh, that's Oh, yeah, still... two and a half hours early. I have yeah. to eat your fucking scrambled eggs yeah, in yeah. the dark yeah, every yeah. fucking yeah. time. Yeah, so like, so I'm not used to being the person who's not ready when everybody else is getting uh -huh. ready, so it's kind of like, something is amiss here. So I'm putting chain grease on the bikes at 6 after my early morning race poops. And we're both like, great, we woke up 20 minutes yeah, early. Yeah, perfect. Naturally. So she's making oats. I'm getting the bikes tuned up. And everyone leaves the parking lot. And the last guy who's about to leave, I say, hey, man, where's everyone going? He goes, um, the pre-race meeting. It starts right now. And it we starts were, at 6.15. And, we were like, and the race started at, at 7. 7. And the race meeting was like 25 minutes long. It, at least. Maybe a whole half an hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. so we slapped everything in our packs left the left breakfast in the car this is this whole experience is like horrifying to me even yeah, though it ended up like not negatively impacting us somehow. for the rest of the day somehow yes somehow somehow but like we got to we went to the pre-race talk we didn't do any of the things we, we planned like we didn't lube properly i didn't put a drawstring in my pants i didn't put sunblock on my oh my yeah you got you crunchy got arms you like got i'm cooked. so just yeah uh but those were, like, the biggest things. We and smashed Pop-Tarts while standing up at a race meeting, and then we yeah. literally got in the race. So not our organic steel-cut oats or whatever we Yeah, brought. not whatever crunchy Pop-Tarts. We ate Pop-Tarts pop -tarts. while we figured out if we had our helmets on right. Also, well, yeah. I, I mean, we looked around, and we're kind of, like, a little bit felt better because it was just, like, a mishmash. Yeah. Was, there was a woman that was still in her pajamas. Which makes me feel better. That was a relief. But so I just, thank you, woman in your pajamas oh my God, at Free I legitimately was like, it will be okay. If she's still going to change into her clothes. She's probably a pro of 30 years. She's probably years. a pro, yeah. 
But it was nice to look around and be like, okay, there's not one outfit to wear for this. There's not one pair of shoes to wear for this. And there's not one vest to wear for this. Because everyone looks like they just gathered the shit from their basements, except for the Frenchies, and slapped it on their bodies. It looks like people who set up, like, uh, a treehouse and a scavenger in their backyard and, like, rigged up their own rope ladder. It's those kind of people. Almost exactly what I would have said. Mm -hmm. So we threw our bonus shit in the car, got back on the bikes, and went to the start... And then they were like, oh, well, there's going to be a prologue. And we were like, oh, so we have a pro- oh yeah, of course. And of again, course. I have to give the runners and the Arties a lot of credit. There was multiple times throughout the whole day where we, we were really like, didn't what have the any fuck? shame about just being like, I don't know what this means. What comes next? Oh, yeah, do people we need were to super keep nice. This? So no yeah. one rolled their eyes at us, yeah. ever. So somebody said, do we have to wear a vest for the prologue? And we were like, uh, Lauren just goes, uh, what pro- is what is the prologue? A prologue? Is, uh, that, is that where someone reads to us? <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, there was an adventure race. <laughs> and it was dedicated to all the adventure races yeah. that have come before. Well, in 1815. So somebody said, oh, it's like a fun little activity you do first to, sometimes to separate like out the field. You run to a place and count something, or you like find something in a pile. Um, Which I have to say... Seems like a great idea for, like, any event. Like, we should have this at the so beginning of Ultras some, to just stretch things some out. Some races in biking have the really? start, and it's called a Le Mans start, where the bikes are upside down or on the ground, and the racers have to start at a point and run to the bikes to get them oh. to separate the field. I've only done one race like that ever, and it's very unusual. Huh. But... Apparently, this is a thing that happens in adventure races. To separate the field. So you had to run a quarter mile down a path, find your bib, in a, find your ch- passport in a pile. Which is essentially, your passport is a sheet that you get all your punches on to say that you've gone to various checkpoints throughout the day. So uh, you ran down this Jeep road, and at the end, there literally was a pile of passports of paper. that have, had the different team names on them. So like people are like going through the pieces of paper and grabbing them and like... Um, it was really fun because people were kind of like joking around. They were, they were, like, they were definitely um, already having fun. I, there were definitely people that were going faster, but I didn't see anybody that was like bloodthirsty We going were still fast. halfway in the pack and we were running like maybe a nine minute mile and yeah. people were just like doop a doop a doop Although I will say it was to, pre- to preface the rest of the event. Lauren smelled blood in the water yeah. very early on. Like, yeah, uh, it was... Uh, it was it was actually refreshing because I feel like you oh. haven't felt the urge to want to race in a long oh, time. Oh no! I think I saw raw meat and then I was like, I can do this. <laughs> I will eat them. <laughs> I'm not to say that they weren't competent. It was that they weren't that the field wasn't bloodlusty, and so I was like, This is my I'm time. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, do it. it. I'm gonna I'm go. Gonna do it. I'm gonna go. So we ran, got our bib, turned around, ran back, got on our bikes. I wanted to shoot into the fucking stratosphere. And I had to remind Lauren several times, which makes it sound like you were uh, not attuned to my feelings or experience, which is not true. I was, I had to know what you were thinking at but the moment. I had to say several times, like, this this is not, like, a thing that I do. I am not a, I'm not a biker. Like, I know. I, I've, I've, I... I just had to recalibrate. Because a woman's, uh, like, expert mountain bike race is, like... You pedal until your bike is rocking, and you, like, redline for the first mile to get to the trailhead. And it is, like, a road race to get to a mountain bike race. And so I... And then the turning first down part was on mountain, was like... Or on road, rather. I was just like... 
And it's funny because we were still, I felt like we were still going pretty fast when we were going fast, but like my seat. Unless you fear death when you fall off the bike, you're not going very fast. Well, I was. You sat on the Yes, my sat was also slowly going down. And I was like, we have to stop. Because I was like, uh, as I described to Laura and you about how my bike was spinning, it was like a monkey humping a football. Because <laughs> I just kept getting lower and lower, and my legs were just like filling up with lactic acid because I was essentially doing squats. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, 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 coming closer and closer to your face. And Lauren's like, has sparks flying out of the back of her mouth. Like, I was just like, and plus I had a little bit of like, fuck, because this is going to be all parts of the day that are mountain biking because you're like, it's not just that you are a slightly more experienced mountain biker and I'm like a noob. It's that you are a very experienced mountain biker and I'm not, I'm like a very, very fresh. There's a big gap. There's a big gap. Because it's not a, like we said in the race, it's not a fitness gap. Right. It's, it's really just about being comfortable sitting on the bike and and like not fighting the bike. Yeah. Which is the difference. That's like a hundred percent the difference. So we start on the first mountain bike part. Uh, we're, I've already blanked it out. Really? Yeah, I blanked it out. It's gone. So I paused to change my seat, and then we got to the first checkpoint that was in the back corner of a parking lot. There were still lots of people around. Okay. Um, And then, so there was two checkpoints before we got to the first transition area to drop our bikes off. Um, We went, so we got the first checkpoint that was in the parking lot, and then we went on the mossy trail. Oh. Mossy multi-purpose trail. Some people ate shit on a very wet, mossy um, paved bike path. Yeah, so where they were going maybe like fifteen on the corners, yeah. and they were just slamming out. And it, so it had rained some on Friday night, and so there was just a few spots that were a little a few. Tricky. Oh no, it was all slick. Yeah, it was all slick. Um, so then we got to the first transition area to drop our bikes off, um, and we would go on to do a bunch of stuff on foot and paddle. I think by then back to our bikes. I was already like, this is the best. Lauren was having the most fun. I was I was fully locked. Plus, uh, you know, mountain biking is one of your things, and I don't think you've done. I haven't done you it haven't long, done I haven't that. Racing in a long three time. years. Yeah, yeah, I it know. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's not my fault. It's totally, it's totally your my fault. fault. I can't do into doing yeah, ultras. It's totally your fault. So we got to the um, on foot orienteering part, and it was also blank this out. Uh, so the first stretch was on a was like a mile and a half on a private farm road that was mm-hmm. hilariously muddy. It was like soft, warm peanut butter mud. Yeah, it was. I actually think that's the worst it could be and still be kind of funny because, like... If it was worse than that, it would have been Ragnar shit. Yes. Like, can't pick up yes. your feet, lose your shoes. So, like, the, there were at points where we both had, like, four inches of mud just, like, like stuck to the bottom shoes. of our shoes. And we were just, like, laughing about it yeah. because it it would go from being super squishy to relatively fine. We were also settling in to, like, see what teams were going to be around us yes. all day. And I think that was another thing that was nice. We were around other people the entire day, so it never felt... Like, oh my god, we have to hurry up. We have to catch people. We have to catch people. It we were around Nate and his teammate. I think they were team seven. I'm pretty positive. I think it was like 
two punch chumps or something. Oh, really? Like okay, I saw two DMs. So it was and Nate I and it was, one of it was them. Nate and his partner Christy. Yes, and they ended up being super super chill. And then Team No Sleep, which we called the Boy Scouts all day because there were four of them. They all looked the same dude, and they all looked the same age. <laughs> they have their matching shirts. They and, just look yeah. like a Boy Scout troop. Yeah, they and were then, very kind. And to then us. our new patron Levi Marriott and his yes. partner John, all, just uh, having fun all day. Yeah, which we were running next to him on the road section, and they were just kind of like, or actually no, it was on the bike section, and they were like, Yay! Yeah, yeah, they totally were. They totally were. So, uh, yeah, so being, it really uh, makes things not feel so highly pressurized when you're like, people other are really people are out doing to have the fun. Same, same thing. They were out to have fun. So we could do the first orienteering part. Yeah, yeah, skip <laughs> that, that's boring. No, no, I will not. Don't you roll get, your eyes. Get to the part about the city. I know, but the, the orienteering part was where we had our first conflict and we were like an hour and a half in. Remind me. So the first orienteering uh, checkpoints were Rogaine style, meaning you could pick them in whatever order you wanted to. And there was like a total of like seven checkpoints and three of them were off trail. We really wanted to make sure that we got to the mountain bike section at the very end of the day. Our experience has been that if there are 50 checkpoints at a Rogaine, that we will get to 20 20 of them. them, Maybe. So we were really concerned about like, hey, if we need to cut things we want to make sure that we can we want do to the see full, the whole day yeah we want to do all the we things we wanted to get it to the epilogue yes we did the prologue let's get to the epilogue right yeah uh so we had discussed what checkpoints we were going to go to and if we were going to cut some and you really didn't want to mess with any of the yeah, off-trail ones i didn't because she doesn't have confidence in my navigating i do mm-hmm. so uh we went for, we got an on-trail checkpoint, and then we went for an off-trail one, and I corrected our navigation on a USGS map. Hell yes. Which Hell historically yes. has been my total, deleted this one. total downfall. And while we were lost on that first off-trail checkpoint, you were not happy with me. Oh, I've deleted it. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. It's gone. Uh, so I dragged her to the other two off-trail I'm ones, sure I was mad. And we scooped those up, no problem. And then you were having fun again. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't like orienteering that much. <laughs> I do a shitload of it. <laughs> and I don't like it that much. Oh. No, I do. I do. I, I like orienteering. I don't like Rogaine's. Okay. So we got to... Uh, so after we had done the woods one, the last checkpoint was in a labyrinth. What was that? A it, labyrinth. A f- motherfucking, like, actual shrub, the shining labyrinth. So, uh, I just can't say enough about the little town of New so Harmony, Indiana. Cool. It had so many weird, weird cool like, Weird things. architecture, weird, like, a, a church with no roof. Yeah, so it's called the Roofless Church. And so, so we went to the labyrinth, and essentially finding a clue within the labyrinth was the start of a four checkpoint scavenger hunt in the town of New Harmony. Which was so groovy. And we all, like, it was, it was so cool. So at each checkpoint uh, within the scavenger hunt, you would get a question that you had to fill out for the spot you were in. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. what year was this building Mm -hmm. made? What Mm -hmm. year was the opera house in New Harmony, Indiana made? And who helped, what Boy Scout troop helped make this cabin next Mm -hmm. to the park? And 
uh, it was while also giving you a hint for what the next one was, and you had to use like the visitor guide for the town. And um, it was very cool. It was very. It cool. felt very amazing race to see uh, other teams going the wrong way, and then we went the wrong way. Yes. So it was like yes, no, oh. ah, and the like, highs, the lows. I mean, really though, it did feel like amazing race. And we also stopped at a gas station to get me. I was want to say a four loco. A mango loco monster energy drink, which turned me into a full-blown fucking gremlin. Full gremlin. I like, mean, I just went... <laughs> so, like, a, I lost... A full sugar energy drink, essentially, is, apparently, is the key to Lauren's, like... I'm not allowed to have uh, them. My mom says I'm not allowed to drink root beer. So, it, it's gonna have to be, like, the, uh, like, it, the emergency oh, supply. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for, forget the EpiPen. Bring a can of mango loco. Because... <laughs> put it in a needle and <laughs> shove it in her chest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, because uh, Annie was like calmly looking at the map. We were jogging down a deep road, and I was like, "We got, we gotta go. We, got, we gotta go." Yeah, definitely. Laura was like, "We're losing them. We're losing them. We got." We did. We did not get a shot in town. Because no, we 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 were actually racing. We were actually racing. Aww. I I I actually confessed to uh, my husband Andy that. Um, I think I was using it as a way out to, like, not, to protect my, or I, I, I should back up, to protect myself against being dis- disappointed in my performance. I kind of expected to go into the day to be like, <laughs> I don't know, we just don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. I just don't know. Yep. I just don't know. Yep. So, when it became apparent, and I had a we more confidence in my the abilities, yeah, yeah, when it was like, you know what, no, like, kind of fuck like doing the out the easy out which is yeah. to be like <laughs> i don't know we, we, i don't no. know we, i think we, we both in. we both got on the train maybe at different points but we were just eventually we got on the competition train yeah well as soon as i was i realized that i wasn't gonna die in the first two mountain bike yeah <laughs> yes yeah. i was like okay i'll try and just only dread mountain bike at the end yeah. a little bit oh um, so we get to the river mm-hmm so and after- this is when i mean i Basically, I just constantly kept, like, gremlining up with my level of com- competitive she zeal. She just kept shitting her pants and shitting her <laughs> pants. Over and over again. When we got to that checkpoint, we signed in to get our boats and our, what I keep calling PDFs, which is not a file that you wear. It's a PFD. Just call them fucking Life Fest. Sorry. Sorry to Lewis Black this situation, but it's not a goddamn PFD. Goddamn life preserver. It's a goddamn Adobe PDF <laughs> doc. Uh, when they were like, oh yeah, there are like 11 teams behind you. And then I was like, oh, taste the, the blood. And the guy, I just thought was so cute. So, uh, oh, race, yeah. race person, yeah. I, I don't know his name. He was at the Indiana uh, Crossroads Road game that I did a month or two ago. So he said, you have 11 teams behind you. And he said, guys, you're, you're racing. racing. Which was so... Oh, which was so nice to say. So we got in the canoe with 11 teams behind us and still just, like, really being measured in our effort, I guess I'll say. I feel kind like... of. We kind of blew it out to get to the first river checkpoint. That's true. So so in order to, it, let's say that the checkpoint is directly a, across a large river that is in an action stage. So you have to go against the current upstream to basically fall back down the stream on the opposite side of the river. And where we were, we were on the Wabash River, which I don't know jack shit about it's rivers. It's on the borderline of Indiana and Illinois. It is a river. And it was a very large river. It was a very large river. 
So it was thrilling. We've never paddled together. And so we got it together quickly to paddle upstream and across the current. We probably didn't shoot it as hot as north as we should have. I mean, I don't know. We executed it flawlessly. We did. But we, it was a squeaker. It, it was, was such a squeaker that we touched the bridge as we came underneath it. Yeah. That's how That's close. That's maximum efficiency. That is maximum efficiency. <laughs> but we were like action movie level stoked when we came around the corner into the, uh, what's, what Inlet? We, inlet. I'm Outlet? Sh- I'm sure there's a, we Fishlet. went. <laughs> We went to the, we went to the Under Armour outlets, just <laughs> right outside the fucking river. Anyway, uh, we we really were like, like, uh, like diehard level, like yeah, yeah, we were, and just while we were paddling too, we were doing things like we are doing well, we are doing this very yes. well, like we are doing a good <laughs> job, like just, just, I mean. Like oh we were, God. like we were at a corporate uh, yeah. motivation retreat. Right. Like, it really was like step on this piece of paper and get across the room together. We were just like doing it, doing it, doing it. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Yeah. We're doing. Pa- oh we're God. paddling strong. We're paddling oh strong. Well, we we kind of had to help like hype ourselves up. So we because there was, admittedly, there was a little bit like we're gonna slam into this bridge support. <laughs> we really might have. <laughs> Yeah. We we, almost, we were an inch away from slamming into a bridge. Maximum efficiency. Maximum efficiency. So we got the first checkpoint with a little help from our friends. And can I admit something? Because I, I think this, the the things you think about when you're brand new to a sport, it's like they never occur to you again after that because you like learn yeah. your lesson. I don't think I consider that at any point we would be paddling upstream. Oh, I knew that I, we would just I don't, because of sports, just to make it hard. I just... I think I thought in my head, like, that's not a thing that's not, that's a thing that's not possible, so we won't have to go upstream, we'll only need to go downstream and navigate. We did quite a bit of upstream. Yes, we did. We probably did, like, three to four K of upstream. Yeah. And And so we get, so we got to our first checkpoint, Mm -hmm. and we had a total of three checkpoints on the river. I'm trying to think of how many, how much distance we did total in the boat. Eight to nine K. I would agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we got our first checkpoint. Which is surprisingly far when you have a headwind somehow. Yeah. We were going down river and in an action stage river and the headwind was so strong. We paddled as hard as we could the whole time. Other things that Laura told us. (laughs) What? Was to get not a double sided paddle. She didn't say by all means necessary, but she was like, if there's two ended paddles, get a double sided dong. You should get one of those. But they didn't have they they only had one end and the people who had double sided paddles were people who had brought their own but like we I'm sh- getting my own and I'm writing double sided dong on mine a DSD yeah <laughs> yeah my PDF and my DSD <laughs> the file that I wear to stop me from falling to the bottom of the river and my double and my du- my DP dong and your dog. <laughs> Did we mention that at the top of the hour? I love the idea that there are adventure racers that are listening to this for the first time and they're like, this is not for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oops. We um, should have put a disclaimer at well, the beginning. Well, the good news is maybe some of those folks don't know what a double is. Okay. Moving on. Uh, so we had our single-ended paddles going down the river. Mm-hmm. I feel like the paddle section was very long. 
Yeah, it was. It was extra, extra long. We sang all of a Sublime album. We really did. Yeah, and then we, so this, my favorite checkpoint, obviously, on the river was the one on an inlet where there was an actual sandbar. There was a bar, a tiki bar, on top of a sandbar. So the clue for the checkpoint was actually sandbar. Sandbar. And then it was a sandbar on a it's sandbar. It's why you needed a bottle opener in your gear list, which uh, we just... Oh, man, it's so Oh, it good. just scratches a, a uh, serious itch for us. Again, four favorite things. Outdoor activity. Costumes. Or or themes. Themes. Alcohol. Alcohol. Uh, so, wait. Outdoors, <laughs> physical activity, alcohol, costume, costume, and or theme. Yeah. So, the fact that they had a themed thing yep. with alcohol outdoors yep. on an adventure race. It just... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I got out of the boat, got us some beer, punched the passport, put it in my bra. I tried to get out of the boat. It was too muddy. And my shoes, uh, essentially Uh are taxed into the mud. Yep. Are taxed from the never ending story. Uh, so I took two steps and then got back in the boat and Lauren brought me my beer, which was, it was amazing. It it was was amazing. It was everything we we ever wanted. wanted. Uh, so, uh, so as we came back through the inlet out back to the river, to the mouth of the river, no, that's not right. To the river. We the had, mouth of the inlet. Yeah. We came underneath the ropes course. So we had we were privy to what the ropes course looks like, which is just a single rope across the water. Mm-hmm. Which at the time was just like, oh, that's the ropes thing. That's fine. Yeah. And so we had uh, been, as Lauren mentioned, singing sublime while paddling down the river. And it was kind of like this weird, like... A uh, nice pocket of like we're at summer camp. Like we were, Yay. we're doing this. People thing. are on the blog. Yeah, yeah. People are having dinner. Exactly. People are having a good time. Exactly. Seemed fine. So we were definitely working uh, because it's just hard to paddle a boat. It's hard. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of like a nice reprieve. It Nothing seemed like critical or bad or urgent. Yes. So then we go into the ropes course, and people are going across on the ropes course, and mm-hmm. it was kind of like hmm. And then we started being in the inlet and seeing people that were already on the next orienteering section. Yeah, which means that they were two hours ahead of us. An hour and a half ahead of us. They the had be- been through yes. like five or six on foot Yes, CPs. so it was, it was a little disorienting to kind of be like, okay, we've been in the mix with people all day, and then to... They're a 3K... Uh, paddle downstream and a uh-huh. 4k walk up back. So it was, so I think it, oh, both of us started to like kind of shift around in our canoe seats a little bit more like, okay, we're not out to like win today, but no, at the but same time. No, but we might have to stop singing I Don't Practice Sangria. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, how are these people so far ahead of us? Yeah. It was very like, uh, and especially as we're like finishing our beer, yeah, like, we were like singing Sublime, drinking beer, and then we're, we're like, like, oh, 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 oh recalibrating. Oh, never mind. I'm Ch- sorry. Blood chuck, in the water. Chuck beer. Blood in the water. Blood in the water. Just kidding. We did not chuck the beer. No, we wouldn't. We chucked. The, we chugged the beer. We chugged the beer. So we finish up our paddles, our paddle section by going back to the main river and going down. We we executed the paddle section pretty flawlessly as far as it could go. Like, until until. We went to get on the loading ramp to get to the, yeah, to dock our boat. So we literally went through 99.5% of the paddle section perfectly. Like, we hardly had a wibble wobble. Like No, no, we were fine. Lauren had gotten in and out of the boat. We had found the checkpoints without much to do. And we go to turn we the boat. We are six feet from docking uh, the boat. Like, I can essentially put my hand out and get, touch the loading dock. We tip the boat. <laughs> we tip the boat. With all of our gear on. Yes. And, like, I 
say tip the boat, it wasn't like, whoop, it was like, whoop, slap. It was like a, an abrupt, <laughs> it was an abrupt tip, and then both of us slapped into the water with our faces. Like a cat on roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> the same force. With the same force as a cat on roller skates. I mean, just because it was so comedic, like, our boat was turning, like, yes, like, yes, no. yes, yes, no. Yep. Uh, I had not even considered at that point that that was an option, and honestly, it was, it was, uh, it was a good thing that it happened so quick instead yeah. of being like, oh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was oh. a tippy boat, though. Let's it, be real. It was a tippy boat. It's an boat. extremely tippy boat. It was essentially a plastic shoebox. It was a plastic shoebox. And, like, we didn't get anything out of our own vest very often or hand anything to each other because every time we moved around, the boat was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was only one woman working the TA... And we... Transition area. And initiate. Because now I know. <laughs> so we came up like... <laughs> we made it! And we're so... I mean, we're so wet because we were, fortunately or unfortunately, in an area where we dumped over that it was deep enough that we oh, were yeah, all the way all in. All the way down. And she said, oh, you guys made quite a dramatic yeah, entrance. Yeah, you came in with some fanfare. We were like, oh, okay. Well, we almost didn't get the boat out of the water because it was filled with water. Yes. Um, Thankfully, I understand physics and yes. got us out of that mess. Yes. All I wanted to do was get the water out of there. <laughs> That's, That's not, not how, how that works. works. It's like it's like 350 pounds mm -hmm. of water. Mm -hmm. Not possible. So uh, we handed in our passport we kept our life vests on. We had to because we were told that there was a water crossing that required mm -hmm. it. And in the morning, people had the they had people had asked the race director, required or recommended, and people said it three different times, required or recommended, and he finally settled on required. So we're hoping everyone else ran that stretch with a PFD on. Uh, so the next section was another clump of orienteering on foot. And it was Mucky, whatever order you want. Buggy. It this was Muddy the most and buggy. This was the most uncomfortable section, although I, I have to give my brain and my body credit. It was not as ma maddening as I think it would be as I would have thought it would have been considering the factor. So one, we were soaking wet from dumping ourselves in the river. We were hot which from was wearing fine. PFDs. We were hot from wearing PFDs. Our the shoes, gnats, the gnats were really They were everywhere. Bad. You couldn't hold still. Like, like the, uh, like the kind where they're just like they want to go around into your eyes. eyes and like so every time we would be stopping, we were just like waving our hands in front of it our face, to keep the bugs out, um, and like, uh, I also just went through so much stinging nettle. Oh God, <laughs> Annie went through uh, just a, a like a waist high sea of stinging nettle, and. She goes, no, 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 don't come in here. And then she backs out. And for the next 17 minutes, Annie just said, I just oh, no. Oh, oh, no. No. oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Because I was just like, the itchy on my legs was so bad. Uh, the, and the, more, the more she said it, the more I fell back because I, she was just losing me because I was like inaudibly laughing so hard that I was completely doubled over, and if I would try to stand up, my abs would pull me down from laughing so hard. And the 90th time, she said, oh, no. I just stop walking. I just stop walking. I'm glad I didn't see you laughing, because I, I don't I don't know how I, I would was, have responded. I was, like, nostrils flaring like, like a helicopter, fully bent in a complete half. I, The stinging nettle was bad. 
It was bad everywhere. It was real bad. It was bad everywhere. So, like... Oh, we get to the ropes course. Yeah, stinging nettle, sweaty Betty in our life jackets, bugs all (sighs) over in our face. And the heat of the day. And the heat of the day. Um, So, we are doing a couple checkpoints, and then we got to a point where the straightest, easiest solution to get from one checkpoint to another was across a river. Oh, shit, I would have forgotten about that. So, we figured... So... We came up upon Nate and act, another gentleman that were kind of debating the where guy the easiest who fell on the bike path, the easiest path to get across the water, and we all recognized that this was the spot that this was the reason it. why we were wearing this our PDF it. documents, <laughs> and uh, we ended up swimming across a mud like could not see the guys the water. were like, the guys were standing like. Mm, here. No, is there... They, like, walked down the bank. And then out of nowhere, Annie was just like a Labrador. She just jumped into the water and doggy paddled with her pack and her PFD on. Like, bye-bye. Lauren was uh, right behind me. Oh, yeah. Busy smashing her crotch into a tree log. Oh. (laughs) Because you couldn't see in the water. A downed tree was sticking up out of the water, and I literally just slammed my whole crotch into it and just scraped it all the way up my underwear line. I made no noise because I'm not a little bitch. (laughs) So we get to the other side and uh, it was kind of, it was a pretty steep-ish muddy bank on the other side. So the four of us worked together to get all of us out of the water. Steep-ish. Yeah, I mean, it It was was very steep. Yeah, it was like five Um, or six feet straight up. But that was one of... Uh, I mean, there was lots of surreal moments during the day, but, but pulling, swimming across the river yes. was one of the one it, of the weirdest. Like, other than like orienteering in the frozen lake underneath a fence, that's maybe the weirdest orienteering yes. I've ever done. Yes, and we had to pull this guy up out of the water, and his like stuff was everywhere, and his arm might have been dislocated, and I pulled him up by his bad arm, and he was like, "No," oh, he said. Oh, my shoulder. And we were like, like, oh, no, you're the guy that fell. So I just, I got him up underneath my knee, and I braced his butt with my knee, and then I got behind him, braced my body on the tree, and then braced his butt with my knee and hand. Yeah. And then Nate pulled him up out. Yeah. But there was a moment where I was like, what is, what is my life about? (laughs) Like, what am I doing here? I pulled a man out of the, I pulled a man out of a river. That I just forded. That I just met. That I just forded, yes. (laughs) So... We got across from that checkpoint to the next checkpoint, and then right after that was the ropes checkpoint. So we got on our climbing Seemed harness, fine at which the time. apparently the beginning of the... I'm sure there was a better way to get there. I still felt like the beginning or where the guy was standing to get hooked up to the ropes was surrounded by stinging nettle. It was. No one else seemed to care but us. We no. came in like, ah! <laughs> like a guy was like, oh, are the bugs getting you real bad? And we were like, no, the nettle. And he was like, the nettle? The nettle. We were like, yes, yes the, the nettle. Burning nettle. There are a few times where I feel like a wimp because I'm not a wimp. But this is one of the times where I was like, oh, oh no, oh, no. Rubbing my legs together like so itchy, so itchy. Oh, oh, so no. terrible. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. <laughs> I'm crying. Uh, I'm I, crying. Uh, so Lauren goes first across a rope, which so is so glad just, I did. Is a uh, rope just strung across a maybe maybe fifteen river? feet over a sizable river? Yeah, and they you can go any way you want, but I've only seen people clip in hang underneath it like a koala and put their hands and feet on the rope while pulling backwards towards mm-hmm. the opposite bank. Is, does that sound like an accurate description? Yeah. I, uh, we later saw pictures from 
the race organizer where they just showed people who their feet dangle, which I'm assuming is to have the harness take more of the weight and have less friction. I think it's still. I think you would have burned your arms out more. So. Lauren went first. I made it halfway through at a high rate of speed using my feet to push me away. Because in addition to the physical exertion, this is like, this is a fear for you. Huge. I wanted to be across it. I I don't like walking bridges. I don't like suspended things. I don't like anything above a river. I don't like walking across a log across a stream. Like when I did Hut Run Hut, everyone else walked across this beautiful mossy log and I jumped in the water and swam across (laughs) because I was just like, fuck you, no. So this was... I just wanted to be, I wanted to rip it off. So I got halfway through, and the little girl was like, oh, she's doing good. And I was like, I'm doing good. And then once my momentum let up, I was like, no, my abs and my arms. And I was watching this like, yeah, go, Lauren, go, go. I was making it like three feet and then holding on and waiting for the lactic to come out of my arms and then doing three more feet. And then my heart rate was like 190 and then three more feet, and then I thought, I'm going to puke in my mouth. This is, it was like climbing the rope in gym with no feet. That's how hard it was. I I don't understand. It still doesn't make sense to me why it was so hard. But then, and then the other, I feel like the real kick in the pants was when you got to the other side between, like, the droop of the rope, you then essentially had to pull yourself up, like, to get back up to the bank. And, like, that was the part where it was, you could tell how much extra exertion that was to get up. Being able to move your whole body weight with your arms is an extremely hard thing to do if you are a T-Rex runner who's never used their arms. These don't do anything. These do not. Lunch Lady Land up top. Lunch Lady Land. I got a tattoo on it so that it has a purpose. <laughs> so then so I, I made got... it, and then, I, and then you have to use all of your power to push down the rope to get your carabiner off. And then I was just like... I looked at Annie and I was like, oh, man. And I was joking. I said, so should we just quit now? <laughs> and you were like, yes. Yeah, I was worried. I got hooked up to the rope uh, with my harness on, and I then proceeded to stop at least five times uh, before getting all the way across the rope. On the first, like, ha-cha-cha-cha-cha of going across, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break and see how far I've gone. Because you can't see because you're... You're essentially like... You're facing the sky. Yeah, you're facing the sky and you can see like your feet easier than you can see up behind you to see how much rope you have. So I was like, okay, I'm going to check and see how far I've gotten. And I was like, I'm a quarter of the way there. Oh, no! (laughs) I was at max capacity. I've got to say, I was all the way up. Like all gauges, breathing, lactic, cardio, all gauges buried. It's like when you're... On the playground when you're a kid and you're trying to do the monkey bars to impress your friends mm-hmm. and you're like holding on yeah. with everything you have, yeah. have like, I will not let go. <laughs> yes. That's what it felt like. Yes. And I just, my forearms felt like they were going to explode yes. and like I got to the end of the rope and so I, I pretty much set my feet down as soon as I possibly could. So I'm like, I'm like on my tiptoes like, please <laughs> tell me that's good that I'm done. I'm done, that I'm done. And Lauren asked if she was okay to come help me. Because we are very familiar with being DQ'd from things, so we're very careful about rules. Mm-hmm. And the volunteer, I guess volunteer oh, or you race mean professional smoker <laughs> who had no interest in us succeeding whatsoever. Yes. Sorry, I'm sure you're a cool guy, but you were very stoic. Yes, he was very. We could have both died. He would have been like, he would have been like, all right, I'm going to get my canoe and I guess row you back. <laughs> Whatever. So 
Lauren came over to help push the rope down so that we had enough slack to get my carabiner off because, oh, another thing, because because I'm six foot and I weigh almost 200 pounds, my, I was in the water as I went through <laughs> her, back, her backpack was smacking <laughs> through the water. And I was like, that was another thing where I was like, this doesn't seem right. I feel like I'm not doing. <laughs> but something everyone else right is. Here. I looked at the. I looked at the photos, and everyone else is back. Yeah, in the so that's too. that's refreshing. But yes, we both made it across. <clears throat> and then Lauren was like, "Okay, so like let's let's go." And I was like, "I need a minute. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I need definitely turned down and, for sure." And we just kind of like slowly walked away, like. What, what happened to what just, us? What just happened? And I'm just like looking at my arms like, <laughs> how was I And I was like, uh, horrible. It, 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 it was like all out. Yes. It, it was all out. It was like running a mile as hard as you can. Yeah. My forearms are worthless. They yeah. don't do anything apparently. Yeah. So we're just going to do forearm curls at the yeah. gym from now. That's what we're up to lately. That's our new thing. So I think that was the last orienteering checkpoint yeah, and that yeah, before yeah. we went back and got our bikes yeah did we maybe have more i don't know i don't care hmm no don't no, leave me no, i'm not gonna leave you i just want to make sure that we don't uh we had so much so much fun packed in one day it, it it's just hard to remember it, everything that's absolutely that happened. true yes uh, I think you're right. I think after that, yes, we were. We we went to do, no. No, we did not. We did two added CPs that were unplotted before we got back on the bikes. No. No? I'll correct you. So okay. we did the rope section, and then we picked up our bikes. We took our bikes back to where we started, uh-huh. and then left our bikes oh, at the start finish. Oh, yeah, right. And then we added and then we two got CPs, two, which we so plotted. There was two checkpoints that were listed as, hey, you'll get you'll get the coordinates once it's time for you to get them. So that was mm-hmm. something that we had to plot, like, on the move. This was definitely a part that I was like, I don't feel like my brain is working so well. I'm trying very hard yeah, you look like you were in, like, uh-oh zone. And I actually think I said, like, I was, like, focus, Annie, focus. Like, I was trying, like, to yeah. make sure that I was plotting it correctly, that I didn't make some... I was just eating oatmeal cream pies, like, how can I help you? And what I was like, me read me the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at least I could do something so I could feel useful. But I plotted the two, the two, pl- the two points successfully, so we left the tent area and went to go get these two uh, trekking checkpoints. And we got the first one relatively easy. Very easily. And the second one just ended up being a clusterfuck. Shit, shit. Which was really hard because we felt like we had gained a lot of momentum and mojo through the whole day. And looks like, like everyone else missed it too, though. Really? We saw two other teams miss it. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So we had a really tricky time getting the second optional trekking point, and we basically got it by accident. So we went up no, over a spur. Not basically. We completely got it by accident. We went up over a spur because we thought it might be on the next spur, and then as we spiraled into nowhere, which we we've done it We did a horseshoe around whatever. We did a spiral jetty into nothingness. And then we're, and then I panicked and was like, we must go back to where we thought we were because I, for, for a moment I was like, we just lost this fucking race. Yeah. Go back to where... You know you were. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and as we were about to give up on this CP... 
No, will... we had given up on this CP. Yes. We were on our way back straight yes. east to reset. I'm, we were at the bottom of a re-entrant, and I literally, I grabbed Annie by both of her arms, and I went, it's right there. <laughs> she, no shit, just saw it. I just like, saw it. She turned around to say something to me, I... or for us to look around, and she was like, I just saw it, <laughs> which actually has made that much more miraculous because twice in other times during the day, you thought you had seen a checkpoint. checkpoints yes. multiple so, times. So like the fact that you actually saw it and it then trusted that you saw it. Because before that, I was like, oh, it's right there. And I ran up to it and was like, it's not here. <laughs> so no, nobody it's funny here. because I almost feel like it shouldn't count if you find it by accident, but it, it does. does. Same difference whether you find it on purpose because you are navigating well or you don't. Robin's racing. Don't <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got that check that second checkpoint as we were bailing, which that's not the first time that's happened to us. We've been bailed. We've been in the process of bailing, bailing from a checkpoint and, and been like, oh, "This is not oh! where it belongs." Also, but mm-hmm. this is not where it belongs. So we get back to the start finish transition area. Get the pick bikes. up our bikes. Uh, actually. Before we pick up our bikes, we have to do all of this map rework. So originally, the mountain bike section was going to be this beautiful, essentially just doing the whole mountain bike course that is at Harmony State Park. A motherfucking flow trail. And all of the checkpoints were at points that were on the trail. On the trail! It had rained a ton. It had rained some on Friday. It had rained quite a bit on Saturday as the day had kind of progressed. So the race directors made a call, the right call, Mm -hmm. not to have the mountain bike uh, section all be on the course and to use alternate points. The problem was, instead of being this nice compact area of the map where all the checkpoints were in a flow that made sense on the They made it harder because it's a lot of roads. So they sprinkled them around the whole motherfucking map. Yeah, it was like, instead of being... Here, yeah. it just, it was an explosion of points on the yes. map. It was still the right move. They still, it was. like, and it also. It, it actually calibrated for the right amount of time. I, I completely agree. But they shrapneled them. Yes. So there were some that were, yeah, they were just all over the place. And the thing that was hard for me at that point, and like, my brain only escaped from me a couple times during the day. And that was one of them because in my mind, I knew, like, where the checkpoints on were on the map kind of generally and what flow made sense to pick them all up. Mm-hmm. And then when it was like, okay, this is what the checkpoints look like now. It was like, so, sh- okay, so sh- should we <laughs> should we go over here? That didn't bother me because like, I was over just, here? I was just like, bicycles, 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 bicycles. Uh, and so we kind of had a general plan for what we wanted to do. So we left the start and finish area. There was some really, like, uh, creative workarounds of, of making sure, I think the goal was just to make sure we didn't tear up the ever-loving yes, shit out of the mountain why. bike trails. that is why, which, and that's again, very is the right move. So we had a section where we would mountain bike from the transition area to one point, drop our bikes, and do a couple run. points So by foot. then, when we did those first three points on foot, when we dropped the bike, it had started to drizzle. Just a yes, little. Yes, it had. And then we did those three checkpoints, which were all super easy and su- super like, they were exactly where they were supposed to be. Also, the rain at that point was heavenly because we had really oh, started hot. to get yeah, toasty. Yeah, a little cooked. But after we did those first three, we got the bikes, and then we had to do some hoofing around around the entire map. And then the rain, rain came. It was, it was serious. At some point, it was raining so hard, I was, I was riding with my eyes closed. And it was doing kind of like the white 
thing yes. where it's raining like, so hard it looks curtains, like it's uh-huh. it was like curtains of rain. We had done the three on foot checkpoints or not three on foot. Yes. Three on foot. Yes. And we were getting ready to go to the next section that made sense for picking up mountain bike. And, uh, again, we're so used to both of us having maps mm-hmm. that it was really nice when we got to the mountain bike section, there was an auxiliary map that had the You're mountain bike. You're making me feel bad already. That had the mountain bike trail map in addition to, like, the master maps. We were like, sweet, we can both there was finally a lot be missing yeah. from so my we were, map. So we were both like, sweet, we can both be navigating. And I definitely, like I mentioned, my brain escaped me because I got too hot, which is a thing that I do. Yep. As we all know. Your brain floats away in a uh-huh. balloon. Yep. And uh, I asked Lauren, like, hey, have you, have you got this next section? You said, what percent accuracy do you have this next section? I said, 98, let's go. And so we took off and blasted into outer space. We were downhill at 20 miles an hour. Yeah, we were, again, stoked because we had kind of built up our mojo from... It was a road to a T and a left turn. Mm -hmm. How could Lauren fuck this up? Oh, she found a way. So... But I don't feel guilty because no one could have seen it. no. Uh, so we ended up missing a turn completely. Which was not a road so much as it was an overgrown Jeep trail. Yeah. Which it's crazy because I feel like one of the main things I've learned in orienteering and navigating... Is nothing is as it seems? No, like that you should not, uh, essentially that you should trust your map. You know what I mean? Like to not Um. try and make things fit. You should, like, trust what your map is. Yeah. However, the learning experience from this was, like, you should trust your map, but don't trust your map. Because Lauren's mountain bike trail map had an intersection marked as a road, and my map had it marked as a road and a trail, which would have been helpful. But, again, I had tuned out because I was like, well, I was kind of I'll go work on cooling down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really, really thought I had it. I I know. Uh, And so we ended up... I just am going to continue to refer to it as blasting off into outer space. We, we went, what, uh, three miles? Nah, it wasn't that bad. It actually, it makes it seem a lot worse, but we went from here to here. Yeah. So that's two kilometers. So uh-huh. we went two kilometers out of the way. However, it was comedic. It was comedic. And I actually was saying the whole time, I was like, it had to happen this way because it's not a good story if it doesn't. And it's not us as burf barf if it doesn't. Sure. So at the point that we were the most lost and trying to, we were trying to orient ourselves we based on, on an intersection. Road. We were on a road at a road intersection. I was like, dude, we are like so out of the way. And in this moment that we're the most lost and the most disoriented, it starts fucking pouring like yes pouring (laughs) rain yes like pouring rain and pour it into Uh, a whole pint like pouring (laughs) rain and i was just it was hilarious that it would happen in that moment because it was like it's like the special effects guys in the movie production were like the rain and and we're just like it, it it did not it I was a little bit like, I think we might not finish the rest of this race, but I wasn't like, everything's the worst. I was like, I'll keep going until Annie lets me stop. <laughs> and it's funny, I could totally tell it, because you were doing the kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wh- whatever you told me to do, I was going to do. Because I wasn't we going were, to give up. So we were we were super far north, and luckily there was a CP that was quite far up north where yes. we were, and so I was like, let's just go for this crazy checkpoint that we would have never gone for otherwise, right. as long as we're up here. Yes. And so we're on these weird back, like, okay. gravel roads. But the the rain has rained so hard and so fast yeah. that these two 
like double tracks, are flooded, I would say, almost a whole foot at some points. And so when you ride through them, you don't know if you're going to scorpion out of them mm-hmm. because there's like a hole inside them. Like you could just endo at any moment. And we were, we were ripping mm-hmm. because it was raining. We had a sense of urgency. We were worried about getting a few more checkpoints. And so we were ripping through gravel and mud, which are the worst conditions for a mountain bike because you can just sketch out. And also, uh, there were points, I think the hardest part for me was the points where there was like broken asphalt. So it was like a rough edge. And then there were a couple points where the culverts were like washed out. So it would be like, oh, it's safe if you're here. And then it's just a fucking ditch. Yeah. Yeah. So we, but you followed me when I rode the ditch. Yeah. So I would just, you know, everybody in cyclocross says ride the rut. So I rode the rut the whole way and tried not to steer too much, and Annie followed me, and she never fucking faltered. Yeah! Never. Yeah. And I was giving it my all. That's that's good to hear, because I was, I was, like, full panic, like... I was just... giving it my all back there. That's... When the rain was, like, it was, like, uh... <laughs> What's the Tim Robbins movie where he escapes from prison? Shawshank Redemption. Full Shawshank rain. <laughs> and... Uh, and just, like, the worst trail conditions of all time. At some point, the trail conditions were so bad that it was, like, maybe a foot and a half to two feet of water, and we threw the bikes on trail side, and we're just like, we can't, we can't push the bikes through yeah. this. And we were in, the area we were in was, like, oil pumps and then gravel roads to service the oil pumps and, like, a ladder. Like, think of, like, a ladder with, like, two gravel roads with, like, gravel rungs across it. But, like, at points the gravel would turn into, like, horse trail. Mm -hmm. And, like, in some places you could tell it was, like, well, hey, if this road is not for servicing an oil pump, we're just going to let it overgrow. So we were exploring and, like, that part was, I felt like we were really... Um, one, my brain started working again because the rain cooled oh. me off a bunch. By the time we got to 41, I was, I was done. Really? So I was like, because remember, I was like, okay, we need to turn left on the fourth rung. So I was yep. like, one, two, three, yes. four. Um, we ended up overshooting mm-hmm. our, the checkpoint. Go figure. Sure. Um, and again, we were kind of, it was disappointing because it was like, man, we're uh, trying to turn it around from having gotten lost and, like, missed a turn to try and, like, save the effort of being all the way up here. This sucks. And we were coming back, and all of a sudden, we just see a dude on a bike pop out from one of the, like, like gravel oh, rungs, and we were like, that's where it what? Is. What? What? That's what? where it is. So, like, we went in the road that he came from, and we ended up being able to find the checkpoint was somewhat of an assist from him. So yeah. Thank, so thank you, nameless dude. Thank you, nameless dude. And... Uh, because it turns out neither one of us actually knows what a levy is. Do you know what a levy is? No, you I want, think you do. Person listening to this podcast, I'd like Draw you to... Draw a picture of a levy with a crayon and then post it on Burf Barf page. That's how we'll know you're a true fan. And then, uh, if you're so inclined, search on Google Images what a levy is, and you're wrong! Yeah, you, you would be very... I think you'll be surprised when you see Google Image of what it is, because it's not... It's a very understated thing compared to maybe what you think it is. Yeah, we thought it was more like a dam, but it's more like a mound. It's It's more more like a tiny foothill. It's more like dirt in the forest. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of more what it's like. So by then, I was out of calories and out of food. But I was in you a, were? I was both of those things, but I didn't want to panic. Why didn't you tell me? I had I so did. much I extra asked food. you a thousand times, and you just kept not answering me. When we were coming back out of 41, I was like, Annie, I need I food. I gave you a goo. Annie, I need food. I ate all those goos. So I was out of calories, and, I, and we had like 41 minutes left, and I was just like, I'm just going to hang on. 
because we don't have time for this bullshit because you wanted to get more points. Yes. And so, uh, so towards the end of a Rogaine or any kind of time thing like this, the tendency, it usually is, Lauren's like, I'm let's go get back. Let's mm-hmm. let's yeah. be done. And I'm like, let's squeeze it out. But I just don't like the out. risk of coming into the finish line just at the checkpoint time. Like right. that terrifies me. I hate it. And it's hard too because generally the penalties for coming in late are severe because yes. they don't want to worry about people being out there too late. But we got back from getting checkpoint 41, which was all the way north from where all the other checkpoints were, and we got back to. I'll say civilization. We got back to where we had missed our turn before, mm-hmm. which was actually pretty gratifying because we got back to where we had missed the turn before and we were like, no fucking wonder we missed this mm-hmm. turn. It's mm-hmm. not a road intersection. Yep. It's a post in the middle yep. of some mowed grass. Yep. That's what we were looking for. Yep. So we went down this grass, air quote, road, and that was a part that was real sketchy because it was a grassy road that at that point was very flooded. It was very dangerous. And then yes. we turned off from that road onto mountain bike trails that were... Windy <sighs> and very difficult. Yeah. They were flat but highly technical. Um, which was probably the most we could handle at that point. True. So we ended up scooping up one checkpoint that was at a rusted out car, which... Oh, is our flave. So... Lauren had been carrying Burf Barf stickers all, all day. day because, man, there are a few things we like more than slapping a Burf Barf sticker on a rusted car, car in a park or yep. some place that we trail run. Yep. And it was just raining too hard and we were way too crunched for time. Yeah. But oh, yeah. We have virtually left a sticker there. Yes, like, in our mind's eye. Uh, uh, next year. Next year when we're going to clear the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got that checkpoint and Lauren was like, okay what do you want to do now? And I was like, let's get the other checkpoint that's out here. I can't believe you agreed to that. I, I thought it was going to have to pull you by a your hair. little bit of bloodlust left. I oh, wanted to oh, win. Good. I good. wanted to win. So we went back uh, and got the other checkpoint, which was on a black difficulty level mountain bike trail that was... It was insane. It was really sketchy. And it was just nothing but switchbacks up a hill. In what I call whoopsie woos. Yeah. And uh, we ended up finally making our way to that that checkpoint, which luckily, navigation-wise, it wasn't that Not difficult hard. at Not all. Hard. And then after we got that checkpoint, it was about nothing but hauling ass. We were hauling we ass. Ripped it. We were hauling ass out. So one, <laughs> I don't like running in grass, let alone biking yeah. in grass yeah. with a shit ton of water Uphill on it. Uphill to get to a road. So when after we had gotten back out of the trail section onto the road, I, I like I was dying. And so I was like walking with the bike. And also as soon as we got back to the road section, the next section of road to get back to the finish area was uh, like it was a crazy it was uphill. significant yeah and so yes. i was like walking with a bike trying to like calm myself down and i think at that point we had like 22 minutes oh yeah yeah i i think i remember thinking it was like 22 minutes no i thought it was like 14 when we hit the road it was like 14 minutes so it was not very much time in no. order to do i don't know Maybe Five three K. kilometers, and oh. a, a big part of that was uphill. Very uphill. And so I'm, like, walking uphill with the bike, and Lauren is doing her best, like, bike coach, like, and trying to be like, I see you, honey, but we need to go. Yeah. We need to go. Yeah. You can do whatever you want as long as it's this. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, she goes, I promise you it will be less toll on your body if you get on your bike. And I was like, okay. Okay, yes, okay. And mostly I was just, like, gearing up for, like, the next section because yeah. I was like, Lauren's going to make me go really fast. No, I didn't. No, no, no. I, like, 
uh, I just knew that we needed to. Yes. Like, it wasn't yes. going to be dragged against but my will. you have dragged me against my will. I know. To warp speed I know. at the most uncomfortable times of my whole fucking Why life. Why are you still friends with me? If I, I had to know. go through what I... I don't know. Like, I mean, the last mile and a half of Mohican 50... You basically ripped my tits off. Oh, I, I did rip your tits off. Holy cow. I ripped your tits off and I was like, wee! <laughs> so I felt not bad at all. No, you shouldn't. So, about, so we... I just wanted to finish, So too. we just, like, chug-a-lug-a-lugged up this hill. Although, I say chug-a-lug-a-lug like we were doing it leisurely. We were both, like... We were trying. We were trying. And so time just kept ticking down and like and then we, we get finally got to a flat and it was just like chunk 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 yeah all the way down into the big room. and i just, just kept like, saying like i'm with you because i was drafting drafting behind lauren because i was like we need to go we need to go like i just kept thinking like i just need one to of hang my favorite on moments in race history with me and annie because i was just like we're racing a thing we've never done annie's on my wheel we're fucking just tearing it up we're going as fast as we've ever gone and it i was just like and you had told me like get oh. on my wheel i was like I was like this close to your back wheel. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so she's telling me I can do this. I'm just gonna do it. Like, I'm, I'm a just gonna do wheel. it. You can always rely on my wheel. So we were just hauling, hauling, hauling ass. It was awesome. It's one of the most crystallized, beautiful racing moments of my life. So we had like, so I'm, so we had like two turns in order to get back to the finish area, and I was like calling out things. I was like, okay, we're gonna pass the two roads for the mm-hmm. shelters. We're gonna mm-hmm. pass like a little cul-de-sac kind of looking mm-hmm. thing, and I was mm-hmm. like, and then we're gonna take the next right. So I was like calling things out as we went, and like we're just like pedaling and pedaling and pedaling oh. and just. And time's just ticking down. We get to, like, the last turn, and we have, like, eight minutes left, and we're just still... I mean, we still... So our car was, like, I'll say, like, a city block away from the finish. Mm -hmm. And even as we passed our car, it still was, like, go, 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 go. We were smashing. And we came in with four four minutes minutes to spare. So we ended the day with all but four checkpoints. Which is amazing. Four minutes left on the clock. Yes! Ah! Ah! It was so good. Like, we, I just feel like we maximized the whole day from, like, our ability perspective, like, our skill set from a fun perspective. Like, everything. Like, we used all of our time. Like, uh, I had told Lauren, I was like, I feel like I'm going, that we went as hard as we possibly could have and maintained Going yeah. that hard all yeah. day. Yeah, we never burned up into the sun. No, nor did we ever, like... No, we were just, never relaxed. No, we were never relaxed. N- not in the town, not on the foot. Not no. Not on the foot. On foot. Uh, not in the boat. We, we never stopped. And so, it just... It felt so good to have done the most we could do with what we had from, like, a time perspective, a skill perspective, everything. And to have that be, like, our first adventure race was... Amazing. It was awesome. I mean, we did come into a tent filled with people already eating dinner, and people, like, cheered for us, so it's, like, fun being last because everyone's there to scream for you, but it's also, like, what are you guys doing here already? <laughs> um, because, of course, and we experienced this at every kind of, like, orienteering event, and it doesn't surprise me at all that it would happen at an adventure race, too, because, of course, there's people who cleared the course, like, six at four, literally four hours before we did. Yes, and yes. got four more checkpoints than us. Whoopsie, wangleyes. Uh, but we, so we went from pedaling as hard as we could, finishing, uh, the event with four minutes to spare, and then eating, uh, nachos, nachos from a nacho bar, sitting at a picnic table and soaked. drinking beer, soaked. With bugs in our eyes and our nose, and Annie had just dyed her hair pink, so, so she I had, had pink, pink hair, hair dye, dye everywhere, everywhere, which I, 
I think is fucking hilarious. I think it's great. Um, and a blue a bluegrass string band playing. Playing underneath a tent in the driving rain. Uh, it really felt like the Titanic was sinking. So in the course of ten minutes, we went from pedaling as hard as we could to eating food, drinking beer, while a uh, while being serenaded by feeling. a bluegrass band. It was it was the perfect end to the most surreal experience of awesome. like, okay, we just got here for race pack and pickup. We woke up late. We're doing this thing and that then we've never flip, done. Before. It was done and there was a bluegrass band there. <laughs> And like I don't think it was until Sunday where I like I feel like my consciousness slammed yeah. into my body and I was Me like too. oh yeah. oh okay absolutely felt okay. like the most surreal day of my life I just got here yeah what's going on yeah. where am I yeah uh but yeah so we were talking with our fellow racers around us including the aforementioned uh new patron Levi Marriott and his teammate mm-hmm. as well as other people that were there adventure racing including Nate who we had leapfrogged with all day and uh just. Like, it was fun catching up with people. Again, still fucking weird to be, like, in our race clothes. I think I think so it took a, a quite amount of time before I even took my vest off. I was, like, eating yeah. with my, oh, my vest off. Oh, I was the most hungry I've ever been in any race. Uh, I concur. Like, my stomach had, like, hunger I growls. have to take sandwiches It was growly. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is for me for whole food, Mine's quick a meals. Mine's peanut butter and a tortilla. That's not it for me. It's, like... I don't know. I don't know if I'm not going fast enough to eat it or what. Yeah, it could be that too. I have to figure that out. But I guess yes. I have to eat more. The warmest and most welcoming group of people ever who were all like, hey, you did good. Yeah. Like, also a, a little bit like, hey, you, you, wow. did, you did good. But also like, hey, good job. Yeah. People were, were very kind. And so they, it took a little while to get the results compiled, but then uh, we ended up winning our division. Woohoo! There was two teams in our division. Doesn't matter. Because I think highly of the other team that was in our division. So our division was uh, two-person, all-female teams. And our our division mates were the Dirty Skirts team. They're awesome people. Dirty skirts, girls. You guys. Thank you so much for help. Thank you for telling us what a prologue was. Such nice no, people. What was, what was the other thing where we were like, what is this? I don't remember, but they definitely helped us with something else. I think it was, I think it might have been like, we're going to the pre-race meeting, and we were like, what? Yes. <laughs> they were very, very kind. So they, and also so just amazing to you attitudes. Too. Yeah, and it was great to see um, them out on the course as well, and just... You know, I, I'm assuming that adventure racing is like most other endurance things w- that we do where it's like there needs to be more women. So Always. They were Always. very they were very good uh, stewards of women in adventure racing and what those people are about. So, Absolutely. Um, thank you, division mates. Yes. Uh, our, our first place division award was cutting boards with so first place. So rad. Which, uh, God, what a whoa. juicy, beautiful race. I would like to say one more thing about this race, which yeah. is... Logistics-wise, it's an it would be a nightmare to set up, and it was so flawless. From I mean, in order to like plot points, change things on the fly, have manned aid stations, not aid stations, but TAs, all around this huge plot of land. Um, the food was great. The entertainment was great. The novelty of the course was extremely high. Just probably the best race directing. I mean. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's the best race directing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was pretty amazing because, and I know it was amazing. I'm not just kissing your balls, dudes. Yeah. No sleep. For real. Uh, And I know it was amazing because never once did I think about the race organizing. You know what I mean? That's exactly how it should be. Nothing got in the way. Other courses where you're like, there's no food. None of the turns were marked. Everyone was freezing at the end and there was no shelter. Like everything about this was 
Yeah. Beautiful. I never got to a checkpoint and thought this isn't quite where it should have been. Exactly. Which we've experienced that many times before. So, um, yeah, no sleep adventures. Highly recommend. We will be there next year. Oh, we'll never miss it. Like, we'll never miss it. It was just so good. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to think if there was any other post race things. So we got our first division award. Uh, it continued to rain, so we did not sleep in our tent as we had planned. Instead, we got a hotel room and got some shitty pizza that was fucking awesome. It was awesome. Watch Ninja Ninja Warrior. Yeah, American Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Warrior. And then we spent the drive home stopping at outlet malls. It was the best weekend. It was everything I've ever wanted in uh, my life. It was the I'm best weekend. I'm having a very good summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my birthday was tight as hell. Yeah. And this was as good as that, if not better. So I'm having a really good summer. Yeah, it Thanks is. Thanks for putting it in perspective good. for yeah. me. You're welcome. It's it, Yes, it's going to be a good summer. And we're still in the early bits. Thank I mean, it's God. June 11th. Oh, we just got out of school a good week ago. So yeah, so we're going to look for another adventure race in like Please. two weeks Ooh. or as soon as possible. Got any more of that adventure uh, race? Yeah, and actually we should we should ask this to the adventure race people hopefully that are listening oh, to this. Oh, we see you Alpine. We are looking at you. We know you're in December. Yes, and also we were curious about qualifying for nationals, which I realize makes it sound like we are on the debate team. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we were wondering about like... If we qualify can as a two-person two team, team qualify? Can the, can we just, like, throw a third person in the mix and go yes, to nationals? we have read the website. We still don't Still know. don't get it. Still don't get it. But, yeah, we would love to go to nationals and, you know, if Hell we have yeah. to do another adventure race in order to make that happen. Boo-hoo. Oh, yeah, we, we have to. We have to. Um, but, yeah, uh, I just, yeah, thank you to everybody mm. that made this last weekend mm. the, the best. It was, it was just so good. It was great. More to come on that. Um, yes. More to come on adventure racing. Uh, in upcoming news, I will be going to do Nitro Gain this next weekend, which is another favorite event. Uh, Lauren's going to be, like, going to the drive-in movies and shit mm-hmm. and being a normal person, mm-hmm. which, ew. Not if I need it. <laughs> but I'll have more information on that uh, for our next episode. And then our next big thing together is probably going to be an adventure race. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. I don't really want to do any other sports anymore. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I guess I should say that, too. I kind of broke Lauren, like... I don't want to do Because she has any a new obsession. other sports anymore. Which, I don't ever feel responsible for your... Uh, Latest Happiness thing. and um, in endurance events, yeah. or I guess in, in your outside interest but it's really nice to see you excited about something yeah athletic. maybe i haven't been minute. maybe i haven't been in a long time not since before tunnel hill so yeah yeah it feels good good i'm super jazzed it's good to see the this version back the light so, is back in my eyes yeah you're the barfiest barf you've Thank ever, you. you've ever mm-hmm. been appreciate it but until next time we are barf barf